Hello and welcome back to the ASAP Weekly uh, Age of Empires podcast. I'm your host, Lazero. I'm joined by Boxer Saint. How's it going, Boxer Saint? Good. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. It's been, uh, since we've been talked, it's been a little bit, uh, but we did release an episode last week, kind of previewing, last final preview before we actually got AOE 4 in the books. Um, I've, I've definitely, I've been trying to avoid other people's opinions. However, I've definitely gone a lot of mixed bag on this one. Uh, I feel, um, I've gotten a chance. I, I streamed a little bit of it and I got a chance to play a little bit of it. Um, and, and I have some thoughts, I have some opinions. Um, and so maybe we'll start with that. And then boxer Saint later on, uh, if you, you had some premonitions right before, you know, right before the game's release that. That perhaps this might not live up to the hype. Perhaps, perhaps you had some of those. So we can talk about that maybe near closer to the end of the show. Uh, but this this is how we're gonna kind of format this a little bit. Um I'm gonna I Boxer Saint, you're you're gonna you're gonna lead lead me a little bit in my first impressions. What okay. aspects should I start talking about first? <laughs> uh aspects, let's talk about uh that's tough. How about uh, just general gameplay? General gameplay, okay. Right away, when I start playing this game, I know when I was like, we were previewing this, I was talking about how it might be more like AoE 3 than AoE 2. 100% this game does not play like AoE 3. All right? I'm just going to throw that out there right now. It is closer to AoE 2 than AoE 3. All right? In how you play the game. Now, that being said, I think there's a lot of AoE 2 players, and we've been getting this a lot, that have kind of... I think the reason they were initially disappointed because it didn't quite play like AOE 2 and they didn't quite know what's going on. But I think that kind of initial disappointment's kind of subsided and now people are really getting into it. <laughs> um, because I, I think it's closer to AOE 2. I think it's pretty easy to figure out. I know a lot of people are going to complain about the hockey's a little bit. Okay, I need to stay focused. You're going you're gonna to have to keep me in a box or saying, okay, gameplay. Okay. Gameplay, gameplay specifically. Um, <clears throat> I think... I think the tutorial, well, I did the Art of War tutorial as opposed to the Normandy campaign. I think you should start with the Normandy campaign. But once I actually played some ranked matches, I think the gameplay is solid. It's a lot of fun. Um, you're kind of figuring out all the different civs as you go. Um, it's quite intuitive. They do a lot of things that allow a force interaction between the two players. Um, and so, yeah, I, I'm enjoying the gameplay and the battles, and I think I'm slowly starting to build up my knowledge base, and I think that's where everyone is right now, where everyone just doesn't really know quite what <laughs> what they should or shouldn't be doing. They have some general RTS knowledge, but what's good against what well, maybe like how each Civ should play optimally? Like we're so far away from that. I feel at this one, maybe the pros are looking at that, but I think most of us are just having fun playing different Civs. What do you think about unit responsiveness? The units felt a little sluggish to me. I don't know how to explain it. Um, do you feel that okay. at all? Uh, responsiveness? No. No, I actually... They feel really smooth to me. Um, and it's, it's kind of funny because, like... I Okay. When I, when I opened this game, I think the one thing that... The reason I was really excited is because of a new RTS game for the first time in, like, forever. That's, like, a high-quality, you know, AAA, quote-unquote, um, RTS game that's being released. And I think it lived up to that part of it. Um, and, and like, here's the thing. I think if you're used to how AOE two units respond, you may not be quite familiar with it. However, the, if you're used to maybe, you know, 
RTSs that were made like after 2010, <laughs> you know, uh, maybe some of the newer Command and Conquerors or, or sorry, uh, this this is the company that made uh, Company of Heroes, right? Am I right about that? I feel like uh, all these RTS. I have to double <laughs> check. Do we need to double yeah. check? Am I am I playing the Jamie to your Joe Rogan? Yeah, yeah, you can, you can do that. Um, so no, but but I think more than anything, um, I feel like the responsiveness to me felt very smooth. I, I had no problems with it. Once you start getting to use how the units work, it, it's not too too bad. Um, there is some interesting things that I found with gameplay specific to the civs I was playing, but I'm going to kind of keep that in the back burner. In general. I felt like a lot of my RTS background actually helped me play this game pretty comfortably. Um, it felt like a newer game. So yeah, I think I think it's, there was some nice things uh, right away. I will say I really like that buildings get destroyed pretty fast. <laughs> if you have infantry units, you can destroy buildings pretty fast, um, which I think is generally a good thing. If you're archer units, you can't, which is fine. So that, that kind of is, is a nerf in itself because there's some pretty strong archering, archer units, but then you can't destroy buildings with it. So you, you kind of have that balance. But um, yeah, I, I found that there's a lot of things when it comes to pace of play and the balance I really like. There's three ways to win. Have you heard about these? Have you heard of these three ways to win, Boxer Saint? I have not heard about that at all. And while we're on a quick pause, Relic Entertainment is part of Age of Empires 4. They did engage in a Company of Heroes. Okay, so, so it, it, it definitely plays like Company Heroes a little bit. So I'm used to that smoothness of that type of gameplay. So I'm I'm I was not uh you know, I was not overly concerned. I think there was there was a concern with the beta, especially a lot of people who played the first ones that there's a lot of clunk. Like I think there's a lot of just server <laughs> side things people are worrying about. But right now it seems like most of the things have smoothed out. I haven't had any play any problems in game. Um so if there is clunkiness, maybe it's just your you have your your mind not adjusting it quite to this style of RTS. Um, uh, so what but are yeah, three no, ways to win. I had not heard about three ways to win. Three ways to win. So uh, yeah, there's there's three ways to win uh, the game. Uh, the first, so every time you age up, every civ has a building you build, right? Which does two things: it allows you to age up, but keep building villagers and keep doing stuff, right, with your main uh, town center, um, and. Uh, when you age up, you get you choose one of two. Well, uh, it depends on the sieve, but you choose a building and you build that building. When you build that building, it's called a landmark. And so to win, you can destroy the opponent's landmarks. Okay, so every age you get more of these landmarks, and you kind of have to protect them. But they're also sometimes good to be unit. The, the buildings are good sometimes to position in front because you can uh, get a whole bunch of upgrades from them. Um, so your goal is to kind of destroy these landmarks, and that's one win condition. All right. Um, there's four. Nice. I guess when you get to the final age, there's what four? Uh, usually three, right? I guess I, I'm, I'm not quite sure if the first if the first town center is considered the first landmark. I don't, I don't know exactly how that works. Um, it could be just be three uh, by the yeah. end. But but regardless, I mean, in theory, it's just so you don't have to hunt down every single house in every single corner of the person's yeah. base, right? I'm not opposed to that. I kind of like sudden death in age two, where you get one town center, and if it's gone, you're out. So yeah, this exactly. Is kind of like a, a a nerfed version of that. Not as yeah, brutal. exactly, exactly. Well, the point is, you don't have to hunt down every single little vill- like building. It's like you get these landmarks. You've essentially run amok in their base, and you've won, right? Um, now, as I say that, watch a pro in, in you know, 
in six months there's like strategies where they just have like these hunting parties of <laughs> of siege units that just take out landmarks <laughs> uh that could be fun but i but i like it. it just means little shorter games the second is um there are sacred sites on the map uh and your your priest or whatever you know whatever your religious unit is can you know take them over um and so you can if you get if you hold all three of them uh maybe sometimes four if you're playing a 2v2 i was playing some 2v2s recently so if you hold all of these sacred sites for 10 minutes you win um it's it's one of those win conditions which i like because it forces engagement um i think this game is set up that there's certain sieves that are kind of you just kind of want it. It's okay to sit back and just just kind of be <laughs> and just get to the last age, right? Um, so what this does is essentially, if you're a sieve that's more aggressive early, as soon as you hit castle age, which I believe they're actually using castle, they, they started using feudal castle and everything, by the way. Uh, so heads up on that. Did I, did uh, I call that? I think that was me. I think, yeah, I I think that you, would make. I think you called that sense. once. I, I think they still say like it's age three castle age or something like that, but it's they definitely use the old names. Um, Good. Uh, good. <laughs> Everything is right in the world. Uh, I I find that it's nice. It's ten minutes, so like you can't really sneak a win because you have to hold all three of them. It's essentially like I have complete map control. Maybe you have like three town centers all over the place, right? And you're just like, I'm not going to break down these twenty castles. You know, <laughs> I'm not going to bother to do that. I'm going to make them come to me. So um, for certain civs, it might be it might be a nice win condition that forces the person who's a turtle turtle player to be forced out of their base and I, I think they also have some kind of bonus i'm not quite sure uh that might be something i have to check out but um but yeah but yeah i think in general i like it it forces engagement so that's that's the second win condition um now the alternative to that and this is the third win condition is the wonder win condition which we had in age of empires 2 uh which you can get in the final age and is essentially i am a turtle <laughs> And I shall hide in my shell and build a wonder and defend it. Uh, so I think, you know, all these things, I haven't seen a wonder victory yet. Um, I have one with the with the uh, the sacred site one, and I have one with the landmark one. So those seem like the most common to me. Um, the wonder is essentially, I'm just going to do economy and defend. I kind of feel like that is. And perhaps as this game develops, people are going to get look at more into that. But I think right now people are just trying to map out the early parts of the game um and so and so we're not i'm not seeing much of that but you know this is you know anecdotal from you know a couple couple days maybe like a week of playing games here and there so uh yeah i i'm in general enjoying the game uh the gameplay itself like the gameplay itself i'm having a lot of fun with how do you feel about the am i just going more questions am i still leaving? yeah yeah just throw throw them at me what do you, how do you feel about the uh, the community so far? Obviously, there's a lot of age two folks. Um, there's probably some that are not coming from age two. Do you feel like you have the same, um, I don't know, just engagement with players? There's not a ton of engagement when you're playing an age ladder, uh, ladder game, but are people pretty chill? What's your experience I, with that? I haven't really been like really talked to that many people. I'm going to be honest. I've, I've kind of isolated myself a little bit. <laughs> And I've just been trying to not get other people's thoughts. Like, not that I don't want to get other people's spots, but I'm just like playing with friends or, you know, playing playing multiplayer games. Right now, it's just quick play. There's no rank ladder, which is fine in the beginning. 
Although it is kind of getting a little ridiculous because <laughs> my friend and I, which by no means are we experts, but we're definitely like, you know, we've, we've played RTS games for about 10 years, right? So we were playing 2v2s and we're just rolling players. <laughs> like it's, it's uh yeah, I, I think there is something to it, to having some balance ladder to that. Um, I, I maybe wanted to touch upon, and this is the one thing that I think I've gotten used to, but definitely when I started streaming the game, like the first thing I was streaming, I did not like the color palette. I don't know if you had this for your initial feelings about the game. Um, like the, uh, like of the environment or of especially the, the environment. Units. The environment just feels so damp and dark. <laughs> I'm not opposed to it. I feel like they were trying to make it more realistic mm. compared to H two. It makes H two look color wise a little cartoony, maybe. Um, <laughs> That's a feat <laughs> for this game yeah. that everyone thought would be the cartoony one. Uh, I mean, overall graphics, this one is more cartoony, but color palettes, I, I kind of do like the color palette, but I guess I like that dark, gritty, uh, realistic vibe. No, and I think I've gotten used to it. I think it's just the first couple of games I played. I'm like, well, especially because I was streaming it, right? And I, this is the one thing I was saying. It's like, it feels like when I'm playing, it looks a lot nicer than when i see it on stream or i'm watching someone stream if that makes sense uh so so that's one thing i'm like oh like if people watch are people going to be not as engaged because it's not like you might want more colors especially on stream for that reason but yeah no that's small nitpicks um yeah maybe i can get into the mongols which i've been playing that's been the sip of my choice uh because you don't have to build houses (laughs) tell me tell me Um, about the sieves at a high level and then drop into the Mongols. Uh, are there any sieves that seem overpowered right now? Or have they done, have they done a pretty good job balancing those out? I, I'm going to be honest. I, I'm On that aspect, I have not looked into it. I'm just having fun with this game. And I've watched a couple people play the game. I've not looked at what the pros are doing. <laughs> um, right. Tell us about Mongols then. Mongols, yeah, yeah. Um, Mongols are... Okay, you just... Listen, all you do <laughs> is you get to the second... You get to Feudal Age... And you build the the horse archers um, that have the, you know, the bow and arrow. And then as they move away, they continue to shoot. And then you just mass them in micro. And you have a lot of fun. That is my strategy. (laughs) I like it. Um, It's okay. So this is the thing. It's like it's actually balanced. And the reason it's balanced is because the actual damage output of these of these archers is pretty low. Right. So the kiting does really start to hurt especially if you're against ground units um but if you're against armored units you just you kind of have to kite forever to do anything so their goal is to just run in and get all your villagers you know like that that's kind of they have to just ignore you if they have a bunch of uh cav- calves that have armor or whatever um and they're they're really bad against buildings but they're a lot of fun and early on especially if you can get them quite quickly uh you can pull a lot of pressure on the um on the villagers and, and you just get a bunch of kills and i've won games like that where uh i i did forced uh, four archery ranges pump these out and uh and won games and just micro it around for fun uh i love i love micro as much as i can uh and this this unit is, is perfect for that <laughs> just running around running away from units. um it's like it's very basic micro it's just 
attack move in and then right click away and it keeps firing as it as it runs away right so that's the reason it's so easy to micro um however yeah it's fun to pay attention it's it's like an easy micro mechanic that can give you a lot of value even when you're ahead so there was a game that i played where i was getting absolutely destroyed but because of these units i probably stayed alive maybe t- 10 minutes maybe too long but but 10 minutes longer um so i i definitely that's a lot of fun from this this sieve um the sieve has like bonuses for rating in particular however um i've had a hard time rating early because you just as soon as as soon as the opponent has has like pikemen spearmen or whatever right um you're kind of you're kind of done because your calves like mongols are very much calf sieve uh and so or like your cavalry is where you're at with mongols so uh <laughs> you try to raid and then they just like stop you like they just stop you from destroying the buildings they need to destroy the buildings to get you know bonus resources because it's the mongols the other part that's really cool about the mongols though and this is probably the main part is what you kind of have to do is you have to build an ovo on top of a stone pile right um and then all your buildings like around it and then if you build your buildings around this ovo so around these stone piles um you can get some kind of bonuses or another from it um and also upgrades for stone because you you as mongols can't get stone (laughs) but by being on an ovo you can get you can use stone to upgrade stuff it's got it's like a weird mechanic but it kind of works out um because they're like okay you can't make you know castles or whatever um but you can use this to to make get better upgrades early on uh or produce two villagers occasionally uh, if you put your main uh, town center beside this ovo, beside this stone pile that you put your ovo on, so that's kind of the the strategy for me uh, right now. It's not really a build; um, it's more like a general strategy that I found for Mongols. Is because um, you start packed up, by the way. So that's that's the cool thing about the Mongols because uh, you're nomadic peoples, right? Obviously, um, I, I do like that history aspect. I know, I know, I know you would appreciate that, uh, Boxer Saint. Yep. <laughs> uh yeah what are you feeling from what i'm saying so far about the mongols um you know i'm a big fan of the mongols in age two um i'm glad that they brought them forward in age four and and i've i've always liked the you said the same thing that they don't have to have houses they don't have to have houses yeah you never have to worry about being housed (laughs) i think that's a i think that's pretty sweet um i'm glad they kept that it's very unique and and flavorful piece. Um, do you have a lot of experience with the other sieves, or have you only played Mongol so far? Uh, so I think I've played, I believe it's either the French or the English in the campaign, the Normandy campaign. I, th- I think it's the French in the Normandy campaign. Are they Normans? They're just the Normans, aren't they? Am I going crazy? I will have fo- to check. I can, oh my goodness, we are so disorganized. I will, I will Jamie you. That's okay. I can be, I can be your Jamie while I'm, <laughs> while I'm checking. Uh, tell me about the campaigns. How many do they have? Uh, you mentioned there's an Art of War okay. campaign. Does that stack up to the Age 2 Art of War? Uh, okay. Oh, yes. I have some thoughts on the Art of War because I actually start with the Art of War. Um, so I'll talk about Art of War. Uh, Art of War is not where you should start. You should start with at least the first mission or first two missions of the Normandy campaign. I think that's a much better start. Um, Art of War is someone yelling at you instructions while you desperately try to figure out what's going on especially if you're new to the game so i wouldn't recommend doing our war until actually you know how to play it and then turn off the commentator because he just yelled at me and i kind of got annoyed (laughs) he's like do this and this is an explanation and it's like here's the thing it's like 
the information hits me hits you so fast in, in the art of war piece um but it's not like if you're an experienced player you don't have to hear half this information but if you're not experienced player then it's way too much information to to take in <laughs> so which i was just overwhelmed starting with art of war and it wasn't necessarily the missions. It was it was the commentator yelling at me every two or the, the the narrator yelling at me every two seconds what I should do. Uh, so I think the art of war. You can just turn that commentary off and and play it after you've played at least the first two missions of the Normandy campaign. The Normandy campaign, um, I think, is a very nice introduction to the game. Uh, it starts off with a big battle. I love when big campaigns start with a big battle because if you're new to the game, you just want to have soldiers and fight. So. <laughs> So, uh, so it's English and French. So it's English you're and French. There you go. There you go. Um, yeah, yeah. You're, you're so you're the French invading England, right? Because Norman Normandy's north of France. Um, so the yeah no I I I've played the first two missions. I'm not enthused right now to continue playing that campaign. Not that the campaign itself was bad, but the campaign has like a weird difficulty bar- barometer in that you don't like lose the mission necessarily but you just kind of run out of stuff <laughs> does that make sense Any like, resources or units or what no no no. like yeah you use you like attack thinking okay like i got this pretty big army now i'm gonna attack right and then your army gets wiped out and it's like they don't they aren't necessarily i'm, I'm doing this on inter- intermediate by the way i'm doing like the middle difficulty it's like they're not attacking my base but it's gonna take me like 10 15 minutes to rebuild an army big enough to, to finish this mission. <laughs> uh so I think the point is it's like once you see that you're up against a bigger army you kind of have to go pull back and build up to you actually have enough of force to take take out the thing you, that you have to take out which I guess is is kind of like thematic, right? It's kind of it's kind of nice in that sense. Um but but yeah, I wasn't after I played a, a couple of those sounds like it, it's it's I don't know if it's tedious. I I think like I actually would enjoy playing through the rest of the campaign however i think this is it i think what i'm gonna do is i'm just gonna save that till i've played every sieve under the under sun (laughs) okay um because like i'm at like that starting point with mongols and i'll play i think i'll play them for a couple weeks and then i'm gonna try a new sieve and like play that for a couple weeks and i think that in itself is gonna be my experience with aoe4 for the next little bit um and just having fun trying out new sieves and once I think I've played all of them, then I'll play the campaign, which is kind of reverse the way I usually like to do it. But I think the campaigns are just, they're going to be quite long, I feel. Um, and I think the one nice thing about a new RTS and a bunch of people playing it on at the same time is no one knows what they're doing or some people know a little better than others, but you can you can just play and not worry too much about build orders and just figure it out as you go. So that experience will only last for so long. So I'm trying to get as much of that experience as I can. <laughs> I decide, yeah, I feel like I'm overwhelming Boxer State with this. <laughs> I'm good. I'm, I'm, you've you've set me on the uh, on the civilizations, and I'm kind of falling down rabbit holes on some of the newer civs I hadn't seen yet. Oh, how um, about this? I can talk a little bit about the um, Abbasid Dynasty. Yeah, uh, so yeah, that would help. The, this is the civ. Uh, uh, yeah, it spans. Ooh, the, the caliphate, um, the Mamluks only. So, uh, yeah, the, it's it's from it's it's where modern day Iraq is. Um, uh, but yeah, so essentially, this 
Abbasid Dynasty, my my friend and I. So he, I played two v two, right? And my friend played played this Civ, uh, the the two games we played actually today, um, right before the show. And with this Civ, um, elephants. That's all I'm gonna tell you. <laughs> it well, not all. That's all. That's not all I'm gonna tell you. Let me actually continue. Uh, with this Civ, the elephants, um, they destroy buildings <laughs> very nicely. And then you can have elephant archers that just like don't die to archers. And I have not figured out how people would counter them yet. Uh, maybe it's like mass AOE. I think actually, no, that's probably it. It's like AOE siege weapons. But until then, uh, yeah, no, they, they kind of stop basic infantry units if you can get to that point with Abyssin Dynasty. That, so that's kind of where I'm with that. But it's fun seeing a storm of elephants and not as a meme, but as like, oh, no, this is like this dangerous unit that's going through. Um, and I think, you know, you're talking about flavor. I think the one thing that the civs really have so far is they all have their own flavor. Yet, I think if you have RTS experience, it doesn't, it's not too overwhelming to get into a new civ. You can just kind of like, you know, get used to some of the things pretty quickly. I think I think that's a nice balance they've actually started. I'm actually impressed. I'm, I'm going to be honest, like the more I'm playing this game, I'm not saying that this is this is the most balanced game or necessarily the best feeling game. However, it is a high quality game, um, and it's it's more than I expected. <laughs> given even some of your reservations, boxers say. I wonder if you want to talk about some of your reservations uh, when, especially comparing it to AOE two. Uh, yeah, so I think the first thing, just looking at it, having different sieves. And the differences being so different from each other, uh, or what seem to be so different from each other compared to Age of Empires 2, that gives me a competitive concern. That uh, all right, because be you much. you want you want the playing field to be level, right? I want flavor, but I want a level competitive playing field. I want to see the difference in the English and the Mongols, but I don't want to feel the difference when I'm playing the game. I don't I don't want to lose a game because. Of a Civ win. A Civ balance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I got you. But that would happen AOE 2 regardless, right? It would, but I think it's much less likely. I think you... I think if, if I'm Viper and you're Hera, that happens. But if I'm Boxer, <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's not going to happen. I'm never going to I'm never gonna lose an Age 2 game uh, because of a Civ win. I'm going to lose it because I'm terrible uh, or I made a big mistake. But if we're both on a on terms where we don't make mistakes, I'd like for that to be, uh, or at least we make the same number of mistakes. I don't want that to come out as a Civ win, I guess is, is where I'm at. My, my, my one counter right now is at least from what I'm seeing, right? Is that there are a lot, because there's these different civs, no one's quite figured out. Like everyone's kind of finding the first thing that they find very powerful and then using it. Like me with my, you know, archers running around everywhere. Um, but I think there's one nice thing is that there seems to be a basic setup of uh, spearman, archer, horses, like a rock, paper, scissors that all the civs kind of share. I was going to um, ask that. I was going to ask if the if you're coming from age two and the common counters, if those common counters are still good. So it would be basically cav, counter, archers, archers, counter, infantry, infantry, counter, cav, in general yes. or spears yeah. spears more than infantry but it, it, it's spears so specific like in this one they've they've kind of like men at arms is like a later to a specific civ type thing 
so men at arms are kind of this its own unique unit it's almost like a castle unit i guess in age of empires 2 so they've really kind of broke at least from what i've seen they've pretty much broken that down to to a rock paper scissors so early game if you see specifically you know uh horsemen like scouts or, or the equivalent of uh you go spearmen um if you see archers you go horsemen and if you see uh which one did i miss if you if you see spearmen you go archers right that's i think that's pretty common for most of the civs in this game so far um and i actually like that it kind of makes the early game no matter what civ you are you can defend in the early game you just have to know what you have to be able to scout you actually have to use your scout find out what the other civ is and what that civ tends to do like either from your previous game knowledge or from what they're currently doing like what what are they building do i see an army of you know um horsemen about to attack right uh so so i do like that it, it seems like because i think i think one thing especially when it comes to different types of civs the one thing i worry about the most is the civ advantages or disadvantage becoming very prominent early on in the game and that's because of the nature of rts games where if you gain an edge early you can usually snowball it right it can usually increase a lot um and so what i'm finding so far at least from what i'm seeing is that the beginning phases of the game very much feel like um like no matter what civ you are you have a defense okay you don't just get overrun you just have to be able to scout which is its own thing but you can do that with any civ you just have to be able to actually gain information know what the opponent's going for and that's that's the base of rts right like i think I think to your point about worrying about Civ advantages winning games, I think that's something that can be a concern, especially as the game goes forward. That's going to be a lot harder balance and stuff. However, I think what people avoid is like sometimes in AoE 2, you don't even look at what your opponent's doing, right? Um, <laughs> and in this game, because Civs are, are different, perhaps over time you'll know like, okay, this Civ, people usually go for this, so you don't have, you have to just prepare a defense for that. Or you'll actually have to do in that work and have your scout run around, find out exactly what they're doing and then run away. Um, which which is the base of RTS, is information gathering, map control, stuff that's outside of, okay, I'm just going to build up an economy and then build the big army. So other aspects of RTS that people don't always like to practice are required in this game. <laughs> and that's important. That's part of the the DNA, I think, of being a good Age of Empires game. And, and I think, I think to, like, I think because it feels like a rock, paper, scissors in the beginning, it's nice because it means most civs can defend against most things early, right? Um, and so what I imagine will happen will be um, that later on you'll know certain civs are better later game or you know certain civs are better early game. And, you know, and I guess... I guess this is the difference, right? I guess this is the difference between chess and like a card game, like a like a Magic or Hearthstone, right? Um, there in Magic and Hearthstone and all those card games, you have your attacking, you know, people who have an aggro deck are attacking, and you have the defending that just try to survive, and if you survive long enough, you win, right? Um, and I don't necessarily see a problem with that, but I understand for you, you like you you very much want that sense of like one competitiveness. So I, I totally get it, but. Yeah. But I don't see a problem with it. <laughs> yeah, I think my other concern personally was uh, just graphics. And I don't know if that's anything. It's more just aesthetics. What do you like? What do you want to see? Um, and, uh, and there's nothing specific I can I can call out. Maybe, maybe some of the um, 
it doesn't uh, feel different enough. Seems weird. Go ahead. Like when it, when it comes when it comes to the graphics, it doesn't like the one thing I think that surprised me. It's like yes, it's a clean game and everything, but I think with a lot of new RTS or if I play a different RTS, like when I go into it, it feels like a different world. If that makes sense, like I yep. feel like I'm playing a new RTS. I think the one thing this doesn't have is it feels like a game I've definitely seen before. If that makes sense, it feels like yes. an amalgamation of all the RTSs. And it's 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 that thing. It's like it feels very clean, but it's almost maybe so clean that that it becomes generic, like a very good generic. But it becomes like, oh no, I've seen all these like styles of RTS. It doesn't feel that new in that sense, right? Does it feel like age, or does it feel like another kind of what other RTSs do you think influence it? I haven't played a ton of RTSs uh, really in the it, last it, decade and a half. There's a lot of things I feel like StarCraft Two. Um, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. There is a feeling of, of pacing feels a lot more like Starcraft two. Um, so if you, if you like Starcraft two, however, you know what, I think what they did very smartly is that things don't die too quickly. Cause that's Starcraft two's biggest weakness is things die too quickly and you don't look for a second and you lose your army and that's just dumb. Right. <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> uh, I think the, yeah, no. Um, I'm trying to think of a couple, a couple of different RTSs. It has that. The look has a little bit of AOE three. That's why I was initially predicting like this AOE three similarity. However, when you actually play the game, it doesn't play at all like AOE three. the The pacing of the game doesn't doesn't feel the same. AOE three had like 20 gimmicks, you know, for every map. This doesn't have as many. Or the gimmicks that this have are very pointed and lead to victory or defeat. They're things that are encouraged because it forces interaction between the two players as opposed to here's just random, you know, AOE 3 has this thing of like, here's random thing number five that you can do. It won't necessarily win you the game, but you could do it. It's like secondary missions in like a first player game. <laughs> like That's kind of what AOE 3 has a lot of. With AOE 4, they've kind of taken those like gimmick side pieces and they're like, nah, all of these contribute somehow to, to helping you win the game, right? Choosing what you only have like at least with the mongols right and obviously i've been playing a lot of mongols but you have two choices between every building when you age up and you're like okay what do i want more do i want to focus on economy or do i want military right um do i want to start getting trade route so those things um unlike aoe 3 which got to the point here's like here's five options every age and you have no idea which one you should choose <laughs> you know um because there's way too many and this will necessarily this makes you be able to play a different civ altogether than the civ you're playing. You just like start spanning units from this different. Like there was so much in AOE three, and at least with AOE four, when they have these gimmicks, they feel very pointed and related to the civ that you're playing, and it doesn't feel like you're breaking away from the civ. It's all within the context of of the civ you're playing. So I like that a lot. Um, the aspects from AOE two that are brought over um, are the you know secondary resource gathering buildings, right? Um, the fact that naturally in AOE 2, you'd normally delete your lumber camp. Um, and, oh, at least once again, <laughs> I feel like I'm definitely Mongol biased here. Um, the, you can pick up your kind of resource gathering, uh, structure in Mongols and like move it closer to your wood line. So I think that's really cool. So you don't have to like delete and rebuild. You can just move it. <laughs> I thought that was really nice. Um, but, but yeah, it, it just feels like an, 
it feels like Relic took every good thing about every RTS and threw it in and, and did a pretty good job of it. However, when it comes to innovation beyond that point or things that I wouldn't expect, they haven't done a lot of that. However, I think in the long run, this might be a good thing because it might mean that over time, as they balance this game out, we're going to see people enjoying it more and more. So it kind of sounds like you're saying a lot of times you'll say something is greater than the sum of its parts. Kind of sounds like you're saying it's not greater than the sum of its parts, but it is at least equal to the sum of its parts. Is that right? I'm saying that they've done a lot of basic good things really, really well. Yeah. For RTS design. And I think they nailed those things. And I think that's the strength of this game. It's not sticking out beyond what I... Like, it's not sticking out as some re-revolution re, in RTS gaming or or maybe a game that is, is like, so brand new and so, like, everyone's super hyped. But it's taken everything that you've we've learned about RTS games for the last two decades and took all the good parts and put them into a game. And now it's balancing that. But it, I think it did a pretty... So far, at least from what I'm saying, it did a pretty good job of that. And yeah. I think... As players start to break the game, that stance, what I just said, will kind of falter <laughs> because that's the nature of things. However, I think I think they've done a great job for all the hype and all the things. There's a lot of stuff that can be improved, but I think they've done all the basics really, really well. Yeah. Well, and I'm having fun now. So <laughs> there you go. You've convinced me to give it a swing. Uh, while you guys were buying age four, I was buying a house. So I have not, uh, I'm barely even settled in enough to play Age of Empires 2 right now. Uh, I got no, one I, of three monitors. Uh, I, I love, so yeah, here's here's a behind the scenes for all those listeners. The Boxer Saint was so gracious to go on the show with me so I didn't just talk by myself uh, for the hour, uh, just just to bounce, at least, at least ask me some questions. Um, and I, well, actually, we're going to read something from one of our listeners in a second uh that that was put in our discord um or actually a couple a couple of listeners put some of their initial thoughts so i think we'll close the show by talking about those and maybe boxer saint can jump off that but i myself in the last month have moved and boxer saint uh, obviously purchased a house so uh we it's been kind of busy in the other sense and i just feel like yeah all these things are happening and i want to make sure we're still pumping out content especially with the release of aoe4 i want to make sure like we're trying to do as you know maybe not with regularity but pump out as many shows as we can while while everything's fresh just so you have that that uh what's it called accompanying content uh so i appreciate that you're here boxer saying and you're helping me out even though i know it's late for you and and all that and and i'm sure you have your own woes uh (laughs) glad to be here all right. Okay. Let's 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 go with our listeners. So these are all from our Discord. I'll include the Discord link if I remember to put it in. If not, you can yell at me on Twitter uh, at ASAP Weekly. Um. So so uh, and I'll uh, honestly, if I ever forget something that I say on a show, it's not linked in the show, and you need it, just just at ASAP Weekly, and and I'll I'll let you know. Okay. So the first one comes from Char- uh, Charlemagne. Great name, by the way, for Discord. Uh. The yes, Charlemagne, the king. Uh. Charlemagne, this is what he started with. So, and, and he, I think Charlemagne has some some gripes. So maybe maybe in you, some of your initial thoughts might be kind of echoes Charlemagne's here. 
so Shalami says, just won my first uh, 1v1 on AoE. So messy, the game badly needs more customizable hockeys. In the heat of the game, I couldn't even tell the difference between barracks, ranges, or stable. Looked the same to me. I just boomed and built a wonder and defend to death with elite longbows. I like the way you won. You made a wonder and just defended with elite uh, longbows. I think that's a pretty cool way to win. When it comes to the hockeys, uh, <laughs> I have some sympathy because I think you know it's it, it shouldn't be too too hard to, to have customizable hockeys implemented. As I say, not knowing anything about the back end coding of the game, um, but <laughs> but I think grid's the way to go. I think grid's kind of been the way to go for RTS for a while. Um, you just you you click Q and then you click you look at your keyboard and it replicates what's on the screen, or you click W and then look at your keyboard and it replicates what's on the screen. So I think. Um, I, I, I agree with you, though, because, like, one thing that is A's attack move, right? Which makes sense. Does that make sense to you, Boxer, saying that A's attack move? It does. It does, but on ho- on grid hockeys, it's usually RRT. I do struggle games. with that, to be honest. So, in Age of Empires 2, it was an R, I believe, the, the attack move, uh, or that whatever. That right the, to me. Um, and so what I actually did is I went to StarCraft 2 and I took the grid hockey and then changed RNT around so I could have that. So and it actually helps because that means when I switch between those two games, I can use my attack the same attack move hockey. And you're like, why would you use the attack move hockey? And it's like micro. Um so like to right click, you know, attack move, yeah. left click, right click, it's useful. attack move, left click. It's, it's you know, starter stepping, all that stuff. So um, I'm, I'm actually, I did feel a little bit of that. So I think, I think having the ability to change some of those would have been nice. So I, I do agree with that. Um, however, I do think grid in general is the way to go. Um, because it just, it makes sense. You see what's on the screen and it's kind of transported what's on the keyboard. So, so I'm, I'm for switching or like having people try out grid. Um, but yeah, some customization a hundred percent would be nice. Uh, continued. I, I then, I then respond and ask, what uh what charlemagne's biggest complaint was uh but here are some other that was the biggest complaint i think it was the customizable hockey so so that's fair that's fair some other ones we should be able to micro against arrows they're not guided missiles Ooh. what's your take on this because i know in aoe2 it's hard to hit bone bone arrows what, what's your take on this uh i want to hear yours first i want to reserve judgment um i th- think there is enough micro potential in the game uh that we don't have to create false false micro <laughs> or what i like to call brood or micro where the reason there was micro and brood is because all your units don't work properly um i think this allows them to have a much cleaner micro strategy so like certain whatever certain units will have certain styles like certain ways you should micro them um if bone arrows don't hit then you are forcing a player to do a lot more work just to make one of the rock paper scissor things we were talking about in the beginning work um which i think is unfair to general strategy but it is like i understand why people want it right because people want to be able to micro and to have this advantage to create these you know these advantages and and it, it's more realistic obviously right but from an rts fun perspective um you know, I think there's a lot more things that can make the game fun than than having to dodge arrows every single. You think you know, it's more streamlined? Have. 
Yeah, I, I, I have no problem with this whatsoever. In fact, I would argue that that's one part of AO2 I don't like. However, I, th- I can see a lot of people not liking it. What, what do you think, Boxers? Uh, my game in H2 is not at the level to where I could even micro that much. So, so it wouldn't change I, much for you. <laughs> it, doesn't, it doesn't change my life. Uh, it's kind of like a goal long-term. Obviously, I'll need to do some, some work on my micro to progress. Um, so I think in some senses it does just maybe it lowers the ceiling um, of how good you could be or, or what the difference is from a medium player to a, a great player. So maybe it lowers that ceiling and turns it into more of a macro-focused game, uh, which I'm not opposed to either. So I, th- I think it's just it's almost like an aesthetic-type choice. It's not an aesthetic you know, you know, choice. You know, but you know why I really have no, pro- no problem with this one? Um, What's that? Because in AOA 2, the micro you can do is uh, building walls around your villagers, uh, moving to awkwardly sidesteps like skirmish, you know, <laughs> skirmishers. Um, and then there's Manganel micro, right? Um, however, all these things were things found out by players as opposed to things that were implemented necessarily by the designers themselves. Um, so yeah. I don't mind the designers having some leeway in creating micro that's fun and then they actually think about like oh what's fun and then and then implement that as opposed to oh this is a this is this is because of the fact the way the game was designed without the intention of it being competitive and so we just end up finding oh this is a thing you can do that can make give you an advantage as opposed and like you know and now i'm getting that brood war starcraft 2 comparisons going which which might be a good thing or bad thing i don't know uh but yeah i have no problem with it uh Yeah, I've always felt like age two micro was uh, unintentional. Well, that's, that's <laughs> Just, the point. That's my point. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but I mean, if you love AOE two and you've played it for two decades, then I, you know, I understand. I understand. However, I don't agree, but I understand. Uh, and I guess like from a realism factor, it takes away from the realism factor. But I, I think fun and realism are not necessarily the same thing, or that they can be, but not necessarily uh okay pick your own color i agree you should be able to pick your own color that makes sense uh see the whole map upon game conclusion (laughs) a lot of people have talked about this yeah i think it'd be cool um i don't have a big gripe about this but i but i get it being able to like run around the map and and see what's happening i agree i agree I'm, i'm with you on some of these better more comprehensible icons for unit and tech um I agree with that. Um, I don't know. That might just be There's like a, a timing lot of thing. Tech. There's a lot of tech buttons. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. there's a surprising amount of buttons that you see on the screen when you are choosing stuff. Um, so I think that could definitely be cleaned up. I don't even think it has to be... Well, maybe this has to do with more comprehensible. But I, th- I think, like, you know, for instance... And maybe I, maybe there's a simplified view I can look at, or, or maybe there's actually some some implementation that I haven't looked at in the settings. But the with AOE two, you have like the initial two buttons, right? Or the three ones that ones repair. But you have like two buttons, but it looks way cleaner not seeing everything right away. And then you click one, and it shows you right. You click you click uh, your economic buildings, and then it shows you all the economic buildings. But the way it's done in AOE four is you kind of see all of them and all the possible upgrades, and it's. It's a lot. It'd be nice if it was like units 
there's a preview like a preview button that's like one or two units that goes okay here are the units here are the the upgrades you know what i mean on this building there's also, or something. There's also yeah. not a lot of colors going on either i think they tried to simplify and clean up the interface and so the icons are just gold and then they might have a blue or a brown or a green background depending on i'm assuming that's basic things are blue dark blue economy and I think, is green mm-hmm. military is brown is that what i'm looking at I, I agree that part doesn't that doesn't seem clean to me but i think that could be avoided by having a some like a not seeing all the units up. like you should make an initial decision to see what you're about to see if that makes sense instead of yeah. seeing 20 buttons you know it could also uh, just be none of that will matter none of that will matter with time once you get used to the, the things yeah, 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 yeah once you get used to the icons i mean we've been playing just, age two for two decades so we it seems very clean and very discernible for us but you'll also see uh you know lower elo players getting what is it hot shot um yeah, yeah. on maps hey, that listen. don't have any any water so <laughs> um heated shot that's what it is yeah i i think the buttons could be bigger though i kind of agree or or it's like i don't even hate the designs on them um there there's just a lot of them <laughs> <laughs> like it's I don't want to look at an Excel spreadsheet. So so I, I don't even think I think the slick look of the general interface, the UI is great. I think specifically the buttons could be adjusted somewhat. So I, I'm actually this is funny because this was a complaint that I heard before I played the game. And I'm like, nah, it looks fine, it looks great. Like because I was watching streams and stuff. But now that I've actually played the game, I kind of get what you mean. Uh where it's like I don't really have time to read all these things. Um and they're a little small <laughs> when I'm playing. So yeah uh unit global queue what does this mean can you can you explain this to me boxes saying uh, i assume that is so when you're queuing up units like where do you go to see that oh okay so currently currently the way it works is if you if you have a hockey if you click the hockey you're able to see the units spilling currently out of the out of the hockey but you don't have a global unit queue um d- is yeah yeah i kind of agree i kind of agree with this one i'm even trying to think of how that works in h2 i guess they're just up to the right or to the left it's either up to the right or the left but but yeah i i think that makes sense because i i did find myself sometimes being like oh i'm gonna have to like go through hockeys to figure out <laughs> good thing i've played a lot of other rts games where i'm shuffling through my seven different hockeys that i have for people who don't know i i put town center in four Barracks on five, archery range on six, stable on seven, uh, whatever bonus building I have on eight, market on nine, and upgrades or blacksmith on zero. So there you go. I use all those hockeys and one, two, threes for army. So if you're not that level, get on my level. Uh, visible <laughs> Trevin making all projectiles. Um, so they're dodgeable. Yeah. I mean, especially if they have AOE damage, I think that's what frustrates me the most, right? I, I think they wouldn't have to be seeable if it was like you're just hitting one unit, but I think as soon as you have anything that's hitting like multiple units, you should have some uh, play around, play against. So I, I agree. You know what, Charlemagne? I actually thought I would disagree with a lot of these, but I, I kind of do. I think these are all a lot of great suggestions, great quality of life changes. So yeah, I think Boxer Saint might be, might be with me on this one. Yeah. Uh, I think I'd have to experience it more. 
Yeah, fair enough. Uh, we'll continue on. We'll continue on because we've got a couple to get through. Uh, Gord Slam <laughs> says, I didn't enjoy AoE 4 at first because I found myself always comparing it to AoE 2. It plays quite differently from AoE 2, and that's actually really nice. I, I think that's true, too. It, it does not play like AoE 2. I think it's closer to AoE 2 than AoE 3 um, in how it plays, but I agree. It does not play like AoE 2. So if you went in thinking this is like, you know, AoE 2 version 4.0, <laughs> it's it's not. Uh and and there's reasons because I think I think they took a lot of design philosophies from RTS games that came out after the first Age of Empires 2. Um, obviously, I think the game needs some improvements in a lot of areas, but the game is really fun, which is probably the most important thing. I 100% agree. I think the fun factor hit me when I started playing just like matchmaking games against random random people. Um, it has a fun factor. It's a new RTS game that has a fun factor. I think the worst thing that could have happened is I was playing this game like, yeah, I'm not having fun. Like, <laughs> that would have been the worst thing. Beyond all the competitive integrity ever, if I was like, I don't like it, uh, then that, that could have been the worst thing. Um, my yeah. biggest request right now would be to just let me view the map after the game ends. So that's the last thing from Gord Slam. Uh, yeah, what, probably what are some wisdom. There? Probably some wisdom there that if you're interested in this game, and you're a big Age of Two Age Two fan, don't walk into this trying to play Age Two. If you want to play Age of Empires Two, launch Age of Empires Two. Don't don't launch Four, and uh, and take it with a fresh set of eyes. I think that's that's probably what's frustrating most people is that they're having to learn the game and they feel like they <laughs> yeah oh have no you it. have to learn something. <laughs> and that's a frustrating that's frustrating you know. I'm, There's I'm not still a million learning. tutorials. No, okay, I'm still but, learning uh, Age Two and it's frustrating. And here's the thing: the, the blueprint's been laid out in H two, right? You have a million, like a yeah. million, you know, things to re- resources to learn the game, as opposed to this, where you get to be the explorer. You get to, and, and people, some people hate that. Some people just want to be like, "I'm a robot. I'm gonna build the build that's most best," <laughs> you know, like that. Yeah, that's that's kind of. I'm gonna look at Viper Stream and see how he builds, and then build the same. Um, but yeah, you're going to miss a lot of fun, especially like you don't get to play a new well-designed RTS game when everyone doesn't know what they're doing yet for the first six months to a year where it's definitely the most fun. You don't get to do that again. So I, I definitely encourage you to just have as much fun, play all the civs, do random stuff, play with your friends. Don't take it too, too seriously. Maybe look up a couple builds as people start, maybe look at some tournaments as they start coming out for sure. But um, if you're like, unless you're RTS pro, unless you're, you're becoming the next Viper, uh, have fun with the game, man. I, I definitely recommend that. Don't, don't take it too competitive at the beginning because, uh, you're going to miss a fun that d- is probably not going to roll around for another five to 10 years, right. Of a competitive yep. RTS game at this quality being released with this polish, at least. Um, okay. <laughs> now we're going to get to the longest one. We got Penn, who is our current reigning, uh, we haven't had a tournament. Maybe I'll have to do an AOE four tournament, but um, you know, I need I need I need some some boundaries with with how much I stream or organize tournaments and stuff. Uh, I'm just trying to get listen. I'm having trouble getting these. You're trying to get like almost weekly shows for the next little bit, so <laughs> so maybe I'll cool off on on trying to have the tournament. But we will at some point. Penn is our feudal lord. Um, I'm not going to try to pronounce his whole name, but it's it's pretty cool. Um, okay. And so this is what he says. I've played it for the past week and it felt off first because it seemed like AoE 2, but it isn't. Took some getting used to and I felt like a newbie kid kid again. I changed some main hockeys, just like the idle bills and military. I'm okay with the grid for the rest. So you can't change those. Some of the main hockeys, at least. 
Huh. Uh, I really love the way the campaign is made. Ooh, I'm gonna have to have to poke around on the campaign. But over the past week, I got hooked on the game and started doing some skirmishes and online match. To me, it really has some things I like better than Age Two. It has simplified some things, complicated some other things, and mixed things up. Right now, I preferred it to Age Two, but that's just because it's brand new. Uh, I love the variety in civs and gameplay, the landmark, the wonder, the sacred site, win condition, the abilities, the campaign cinematics. Oh, I have something to say about the cinematics in a second. And most of all, figure out what to do with some fresh game mechanics. I dislike no scenario editor, no random map civ, no picking color, dropping from server for no reason. So those are, yeah, definitely some technical things they have to still work on. Uh, personally, I will play the this mainly coming weeks and months and see how it evolves. The patches improve and keep my interest. It will always be my nostalgic childhood game, though. I don't think this game could ever replace that. So I think that's a good sign. And I'm I'm of the same opinion now as 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 Penn is there's a hype around this game. I'm having fun with this game. So if I'm gonna play an RTS game, it's probably gonna be this over AOE2 for the next little bit. Um, you know, give it six months and, and we'll see where, you know, give it after after at least, you know, at least to January, February, see how people are feeling about it then. But so far there's so much to explore and i like that it's a new game so i'm I'm definitely on you that this is the game i'm currently right with it's brand new and the excitement feeling currently more uh wanting to play um this campaign cinematics are so cool it's like real life uh like they actually went and like filmed all these places like the real places the real castles in their modern time and then they like transport you back with like their graphics and stuff into the back it's cool it this the cinematics are great um it's it's definitely a different look it's it's very historical based so i think historically people like us who like historical stuff will really like it (laughs) people who just want like campaigns (laughs) that are interesting as opposed to historically accurate um because i i like that like maybe weave intriguing story that's not necessarily so based on on history and more just like ooh, here's some like daring dastardly plot i haven't had that yet it's it's more historical but i like it i like it and the cinematics are clean so yeah. <laughs> you still with me, Boxer? <laughs> I'm still here. I wish I wish I had played more. I could contribute more to the conversation. But no, it's all good. We need we need this episode anyway to get my first thoughts. And yep. uh if if you I know I know everything is saying selling down and I just appreciate that you've been on the show uh with me so I don't talk by myself because I think I think those shows are much harder. No, um, I'm glad. <laughs> I'm glad to be here and uh and I'm glad to be able to get some direct questions in about age four. Yeah, yeah. So I think I think with that it'll be I think we'll close out the show for this week. Um we'll maybe try to get a show next week, but no promises. because uh, uh who knows? Life life is life and, and things happen. But we're gonna try to get more frequent shows for the next little bit at least, and then uh, we'll see what we feel. I know Boxer and I do have have a, a separate side related project kind of to the podcast after the kind of in the new year, uh, which we'll talk about at some point, which, which I think some people will like. So, uh, so there's, there's all that. There's a, there's a couple of things kind of boiling under the surface. Um, but yeah, thank you for listening. Please join our discord or, or add us on Twitter. If you have any questions. Um, and we had our most listened to episode last week. Uh, and we beat out the Rocket League episodes from from our network. So uh, here's to that continuing. <laughs> Good job! Congratulations. Yeah, I don't I don't know if I should be proud or disappointed. You know, <laughs> <laughs> both. 
It both. Well, I know it's a new game. I understand. I understand. Okay. It's not just us. It's, it's a new game. I got it. I got it. All right, everyone. Have a great one. We'll see you uh, when we see you. Bye-bye.